Viva la class, viva la talent, viva la diva, Dana International, hello. Hello. Now, honey, how are you? I'm fine. Looking forward for the next Eurovision to watch it. Yeah. And with Eurovision coming up, you have big news because you have your own TV series in Israel. Could you tell us what yeah. it's called? It's called Dana is Coming Up. And it's a docu reality about my life with lots of my friends, my family, people I met in the street. Lots of fun. In the trailer, you say, I'm at the right age to tell lots of things I kept private. You won't see the end of it. What are you going to tell us? I'm going to say the, the truth, things I hide before, things I never told to anyone. Just, uh, you know, to be more honest about my life, about myself, about my friends, about my family. Oh... It sounds like that could be emotionally very difficult. Yeah, it was. It was. It was very difficult to film it because I'm not used to do to be surrounded by cameras so many hours a, a day. It was. It took a lot of my time, and I was surrounded by people, by photographers, makeup artists, a lot of people, and it made me a little bit. Uh, you know, angry maybe, I can say. But I get along with it. <laughs> Brilliant. And in the trailer, you say that you created a character, the diva. I'm curious, who is that diva? Well, that diva is a person which likes to disguise. It's all a disguise, you know. I'm a very modest person in my real life. I'm not a diva when I wake up in the morning. Diva is a disguise. It's, a, it's, it's something that I wear and I put on myself and I, I made myself to be when I needed it. Mm. You know, it, it's really beautiful because I read that when you were a child, maybe your family wasn't very rich. Um, but the character of diva, she is a star. Do you think your childhood encouraged you to create the character of Diva? I think so. I think so. I think so, really. It's a really nice thought, you know. I came from a very modest house, and uh, I dreamt of big things. I, was, I used to see Rita Hayworth, um, uh, Betty Davis, and all the stars from the, from the States. And I always felt attracted to them, to the fancy life, to the, the big women, big fancy women, big glamour women. Mm. Did you think you were seeing yourself in those women? Like when you saw those women, did you feel like you were seeing the star inside of you? After I won the Eurovision, I felt like a star. <laughs> before I left, before I wasn't feeling so so much like a star. After the Eurovision, it gave me courage. It gave me a sense of who I want to be, of what can I do. The 
the the attraction, the the travels I made, the visits I made to many countries, it made me a diva. Mm. Well, this is a good time to switch to Eurovision then. It's been 25 years since you won the contest in Birmingham. We were wondering, have the BBC invited you to be part of Eurovision this year? No, no, unfortunately no. But I trust them to, to do a very good show. Yes. Nevertheless. Well, you know what? We're going to celebrate you right now because to so many people, you are the reason they watch Eurovision. You are the reason they feel confident to be openly transgender or openly gay. You really were like the changing moment, the defining moment for Eurovision to so many of us. Um, so I want to ask you, in 1998, why did you enter Israel's contest? Well, because I wanted to become very famous. I wanted to do say, something with my life. I wanted to become something else. I wanted to upgrade myself. So that's why I did it. <laughs> and the song Diva, do you remember the first time you heard it? Um, was that a magical moment for you? Yeah, but the first time I heard it, I didn't like it so much because it came uh, not so well uh, product. Mm. As a, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't with a good production. And after we made it, we, we gave it a new outfit, the song became what it became. <laughs> and, I fell in, and I fell in love with it. Ah, and... When the lyrics, you know, you say, Viva la Diva, Viva Victoria, Aphrodite, were these, I guess, why did you choose these women? It's because it's strong women from the past, strong women that I believe I should be known to all, strong people, strong women that we should take an example of. And uh, that was the chorus. Yeah. And going into Israel's competition, did you think you would win? I never thought about it. I just thought to myself, well, whatever will be, will be. I thought it's going to be hard for me, you know, for a girl like me to be chosen. But, you know, there was a surprise and people chose me. Mm. And, you know... In 1998 in Israel, were people was there awareness of the transgender community at that time? There, were, there was awareness, but not as much as now. You know, my winning gave them a lot of awareness, a lot of uh, expo exposure to the phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know. <sighs> Obviously, the people chose you. The Israeli people said, we want Dana. But was the reaction of the nation always the same, or was it mixed? It was mixed. Some of them were, were shocked by the, by the fact that I was chosen, and some of them were glad about it and happy about it and very uh, encouraging. But some of them, some of the Orthodox were against me. 
It's natural, you know. Mm. I, I guess for you as a person, you know, not as the diva, the performer, but as the person, was that sometimes difficult to deal with? Yes, because it, uh, I like people to like me and I don't like fights and I don't like arguments. And uh, to be in the middle of an argument, it was uh, very difficult for me. Yeah. And the criticism, did it go all the way to like high level people or was it mostly, I mean, I guess politicians, I'm asking. Did it go that Yeah, high? politicians, politicians. Oy, oy, oy. Um, did you ever issue statements responding or did you just kind of stay silent? I just said that I am doing what I have to, what I was chosen to do. And there was no one can prevent me from doing it. So I was happy about it that it was a fact and no one could undermine it. Ah, that's a good way to look at it. Um, and then after Israel, it was time to go to Birmingham, 1998. What do you remember about preparing for the trip to Eurovision and the build-up to the contest? Well, I remember I was shocked. I remember I was amazed by the stage, by so many singers and artists. I remember the three minutes going on the stage, feeling very nervous and anxious. And uh, it was the best time of my life. Mm. And when you're standing on that stage, you know, you're representing Israel, obviously, but you're also the first truly out and proud trans woman at Eurovision. Did you feel extra pressure to represent that community? Yes, I was given a lot of compliments and encouragement from the gay community. So I felt like it was uh, the second uh, nation I'm representing. Oh, that's beautiful. And the audience that night, when you were on stage, did you feel love coming from them? Yes, I felt love coming from them. It was high applause. It was a... Uh, I felt like any other artist, you know? Mm. Nothing was the difference for me. No one gave me a feeling that, that I was unwanted or different or something uh, not out of the ordinary. Oh, wow. Did that include the other contestants? Yes. Uh, and um, is it fair to say that maybe the Eurovision stage felt more welcoming than the reaction you had in Israel after you won? Yes, of course. After I won, things have changed and everyone was, about, everyone was welcoming me with a lot of respect and inviting me to ceremonies and etc. Mm. <laughs> and when the points started coming in at Eurovision, it started to become clear that, you know, you might win this. Were you thinking, oh my God, I'm about to win? Or was that too much to think about? That was too much to think about. I wasn't thinking about winning. I was just thinking about not to not to shame my country, not to end up at the last place, at the last place, and uh, to do whatever I can do to be among the you know top five, top ten. I wasn't thinking about winning. Mm. But then, of course, you do win. And <laughs> what went through your head? 
Well, it was crazy for me. It was the happiest night of my life. We were celebrating, and I was, it was hard for me to believe that it's finally over, and I was uh, the winner. Yeah, and it's very famous that you went backstage to change into some feathers and the broadcast. Maybe you were a little bit late. What took so long? It took so long. Uh, I was given an outfit by Jean-Paul Gaultier, which wasn't suitable for the main performance. And after I won, I said to myself that I have to change and to give Jean-Paul Gaultier the respect and to wear his outfit. And it took some time. Oh, that's I wasn't beautiful. aware of people waiting for me, you know. <laughs> and um, did Jean-Paul Gaultier speak to you afterwards? Did he have any words for you? Yes, of course. We were we stayed as good friends. We, we met along the years. Uh, he gave me things. We made a show, a, a catwalk shows. He's a wonderful person. Oh, that's beautiful. And why do you think that Europeans connected to you and your music that night? I don't know what to answer about that. Mm. I think it was just luck. God's will, and uh, I don't know, things combined together, and that was the result. Yeah, and something that's so beautiful, afterwards, you gave a very famous quote, which I want to read. You said, my victory proves God is on my side. I want to send my critics a message of forgiveness and say to them, try to accept me and the kind of life I lead. I am what I am, and this does not mean I don't believe in God. I am part of the Jewish nation. This is very powerful. Um, I'm curious, after winning, did you feel braver and more able to express your feelings? Yes, yes, I felt much more braver. I felt much more human being. I felt uh, my, it gave me confidence to do what I want to do. And uh, it changed my nature. Mm. How did it change your nature? It made me more, more brave, more bold, more, more, less shy. Mm. I knew what I wanted to do. I trusted myself. Yeah. Were there any people who, before Eurovision, weren't kind and then later apologized? You know... People don't like to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. Um, they, okay. they just jumped on the train, you know? Oh. They forgot what they said and jumped on the train. <laughs> toot toot on the Dana Express, honey. Okay. And one thing that's interesting is some people said that perhaps the government in Israel, the attitude towards LGBTQ rights changed dramatically, partly because yes. of you. Do you think there's yes. a connection there? Yes, yes, yes. It changed dramatically. Now we are free. We have many rights. We are one of the most uh, acceptable countries in the world for considering the gay community, and we have no problem here in Israel. Oh, that's lovely. Um, in the aftermath of the win, you know, the months, maybe the year after you won, 
did anyone try to attack you like because of your win? I mean, I guess was it all just happy smiles and success, or was there also a darker side? No, it was just happy and success and smiling, and people were feeling very happy. Went out to the street to celebrate. Uh, I I don't recall any bad uh, reactions. Ah, uh, okay. And your win, I, I'm curious about this government changing its attitude. Um, do you think that because other people saw you as a hero, they recognized that maybe LGBT wasn't so bad? I'm just curious why the government changed. I think it changed because of time. You know, time changes the government. And uh, from year to year, our gay parades will, is are very big. And... Uh, I think it's it, it just time that uh, opened people's minds. Mm. I spoke with some transgender friends who told me that over time they felt more like a woman when they became more confident. And I'm curious, after winning Eurovision, did it have any impact, not on your career, but on Dana the woman, the person? Like, Did you feel more secure in yourself? I felt more, I fell in love with, my, with myself. I was proud of myself and I liked myself much, much more before the winning. And uh, it gave me a lot of uh, aspects to look at myself and to like myself and to honor myself. Mm, that's beautiful. And... You know, as you honored yourself, did, I don't know, the mayor or the, the government leaders, did they reach out to you to congratulate you? Yes, of course. I was invited to the Knesset, to the Israeli parliament, to receive a prize. And I was uh, given the key of Tel Aviv from the mayor of Tel Aviv. Uh, after the winning, a lot of people wanted my my attention, my presence. Oh, wow. Do you keep the key? Do you still have it? Yes, of course, of (laughs) course, of course. Is it in a drawer or do you like have it in your pocket? No, in a drawer. (laughs) Okay. And um, one thing I want to talk about is now in 2023, the world, I mean, the transgender community still faces many, many challenges. Um, do you think the world is more accepting generally, or have we taken a step back in recent years? I think it changes from country to country. You cannot uh, make an, an uh, you cannot uh, think as a whole. You know, mm. it changes from country to country. I know that uh, in the UK, the gay community is flowing, and uh, in Spain. But, you know, there are still many countries which are against gay homosexuality. Right. And making rules against it. And it changes from country to country. You can't speak of all the world as one. Right, right. Do you have any advice that you give to young people who are struggling to be accepted when they feel maybe they can't keep going on? Not to think about anyone else, just about themselves and to be who you want to be without any consideration what other people might say or might do. Just be yourself. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, 
And, you know, before the contest, we've read that you were already a star in the Arab world. Um, you had a big yeah. audience, you know, three albums, I think, already before then. Yeah, yeah. But I then... was a star before the Eurovision, and I was singer of the year and sold platinum albums. So, uh, that's why they sent me. That's why I was... Uh, that's why they gave me the opportunity to compete for uh, representing Israel. It was enough for me, but the Eurovision was a very different level. Mm. And I read, though, that you were banned after the contest from going to places like Egypt. Is that true? Yeah. They said I was an agent of the Mossad trying to corrupt the Egyptian youth. Oy, oy, oy. Um, do you think you'll ever get to go back there? No, no, no. I'm not thinking about it. I would love to. I love Egypt. I love the places there. I love Sharm el-Sheikh. But I don't think about returning uh, to Egypt. It's a country which uh, gives no rights to LGBTQ. Right. It's against it. And I don't like it. Fair. Um, and Dana, I, I have to tell you, in 2011, at Eurovision, when you returned with Ding Dong, to me, this was one of the most fun songs in the whole contest that year. And then, when you didn't go to the final, I was shocked. I could not believe people. What was the experience like for you going back to the contest that in many ways introduced you to the... It, I think it was stupid out of me to go back and try to do it once more because I wasn't ready. I wasn't preparing myself enough. I wasn't uh, given the right song. And uh, But I can tell you one thing that uh, I'm happy about the uh, TV show, that it's one of my favorite TV shows, the way I look, the way I move, the way I sang. I like it the way I'm very much how I looked back then and the, the performance and the, it was one of my favorite TV shows. Yeah, you, remember. You worked that runway. You were, the, I think, one of the few contestants in your semifinal to work the runway. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I guess when we look at your, Israel at Eurovision, it's very important for Israel to be part of the contest. Uh, people often say, you know, it helps remind people of Israel as a nation. I'm curious, when you look at Eurovision, how important do you see Israel's participation being? I think it's important, you know, to show the world, to, to combine with, the, with Europe, to be a part of Europe in, instead of Middle East. You know, we don't really belong to the European country, the continent. We're from the Middle East and being there in Europe, it's very important for us to show ourselves, to be a part of Europe, to be uh, to show that we are advanced, we are open-minded, we like songs, we like competitions, we like the event. In Israel, the people like the Eurovision very much. Mm. And I think we can, you know, pin that down to you, perhaps. Perhaps you've made them love it. Uh, you and a famous singer, Orfa Haza, as well. Yeah. She was back in 83. She was in the second place. 
she won the second place. Incredible, incredible. Dana International, we have to ask you about Liverpool. Will you be there? If if you invite me, I will come. <laughs> but I, I I'm I think I'm going to be at the TikTok show in Liverpool. They're going to make a very big event, and they invited me. So that's enough for me. Oh, fantastic. You know, if you are in Liverpool I, for TikTok, I want to invite you now. We are doing an event at Lush, the biggest Lush cosmetic store in the world. And we would love to have you stop by and say hello. We want to celebrate the queen, honor the queen, pay homage to the queen who is Dana International. I'm going to message you. your manager, Shai, honey. <laughs> it would be great. It would be incredible. And Dana, I just want to ask you a final question. Looking back at your very successful career over many decades, what do you want people to remember about you? I don't know. I think anyone should uh, think or take something out, out for themselves. You know, I don't uh, know what to say about this. Just to remember that I had the courage to go and represent Israel and standing against all obstacles and do it. And uh, it was a very tense competition, you know. There were very close competition between me and the UK and, um, and Malta, if you remember. Oh, yeah, Kiara. It, it was a very tense competition. And uh, I would love people to remember that I was the first one to do it. Mm. Absolutely. You did it and you continue to do it. We still follow you. We cannot wait for your TV show. It sounds like it's going to be incredible. She is the winner of Eurovision 1998 and a true icon from here to eternity. It is Dana International. Dana, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with thank us. Thank you, baby, for having me on the telephone. Dana, this was fantastic. You are the best. Thank you. You're really the best. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Hope I see you there. Absolutely. We're going to give you so much lush soap. You're going to go home smelling like the store. <laughs> okay. Okay. See you later, honey. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you all. Kisses.